0: Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more, and leave us some feedback. Away we go.
1: Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast. A production of John Konzano's Baldface Truth. Back to the Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Well,
0: we've been talking a lot about broadcasting, great broadcasting, the relationship that broadcasters have with their audience. And so on today's show, we're going to talk with Jerry Allen, voice of the Ducks. We're going to talk with Mike Parker, voice of the Beavers. Now, Jerry Allen, you'll hear him, you know, native Oregonian, radio voice of the Ducks. I think he's approaching like 40 years as the voice of the Ducks. He has been there through thick and thin you know him, you love him, and I'll give you a little taste of Jerry Allen.
1: T.J. Ward ends it on interception, and it's going to be tough to keep the fans off the field for five minutes tonight. Halloween night, and Orion has walloped USC 47-20. to 20.
0: That is it. Jerry Allen on the call. Jerry, welcome to the program. You've got both me and Anna here. We're going to pepper you with questions, but uh you you ever listen to your play-by-play you get a chance often to hear one of the calls from from the past or uh is that unique for you
1: no yeah no you you get to hear them um you know they're in social media so much and 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 they're around uh in our promos and a lot of things we do and usually and if i'm like you or you're like me you you hear them and you cringe a little bit because you always think i could have done that a little bit better Ah, i wish i didn't sound like that but but all in all, I, I'm proud of, you know, what I've been a part of at Oregon. And so it's kind of cool to hear them. It really is.
0: Let's go back to your start. You know, are we talking like somewhere between 35 and 40 years ago? I think you became a broadcaster at the University of Oregon. How did that start?
1: Well, I had done high school and small college for a number of years. I was the voice of the Medford Black Tornado, and I did some Southern Oregon Um, college basketball and football games um, back in the 70s and early 80s. And in 1985, Hal Ramey uh, had gone with the Oregon football team to Japan for the Mirage Bowl. And I was sort of known around the state doing high school championship playoffs and games like that. And Bill Byrne called and said, hey, we, we need a broadcaster to fill in for Hal Ramey for a couple of games while a football team opens the season in Japan, something you'd be able to do. And I said, gosh, I'd be honored to be. What an opportunity. So that was 1985. Two games. uh, Don Munson was the head coach. And then two years later, I get a call from Bill Byrne again, and he said, hey, Hal Ramey's going back to San Francisco. We like what you did two years ago. Would you consider coming up and and joining Jim Schaus, opening the Oregon Sports Network? We're going to sell it in-house and be the voice of the Ducks. And that's what you know that's that's the way it started. I got my uh, my uh, you know sort of my interview job interview on the job two years before I got the job.
2: That's a, a pretty typical way that uh, broadcasting careers actually happen, Jerry. It's Anna here. Um, I'm curious when you are calling games. What is the hardest part that you have learned over the years?
1: Uh, the the hardest part for me is is um, Feeling what the players and coaches feel when things don't go well. I mean, I get as excited as the fans do, certainly when things are going well. But when you're around them, you know, every day in practice uh, or several days during the week and you get to know the the kids and you get to know the coaches on a personal level, when things aren't going well or when they make a mistake or something goes bad, you feel for them. You know, it's like it's not being upset or mad unless they really do something uh, ridiculously bad but it's it's that compassion you feel for a team or a, a coaching staff when things don't go well that's the hardest part of the job for me It, it other, otherwise i mean it's just it's a blast
0: the connection you have with the audience to me is is remarkable and i see the way people react to you jerry it's the same way blazer fans reacted to bill shonley it's the same way that beaver fans react to mike parker that you're in a relationship with the fans aren't you
1: yeah, you really have to be it. No, you want to be. You, you want to be, uh, this was explained to me years and years ago when I first got into doing high school sports, and I wish I could tell you the, the professor or the teacher at the time, said for a play-by-play guy, you, you're taking your best friend to the game and sitting beside you, and your best friend's blind, and you're going to explain to them in the most simple terms that you can with the emotion, and they can hear the noise so that they can live the game the way you're seeing it. And I just thought to me that, that to me, I just wanted to be a very simple, straightforward broadcaster with and not a lot of, you know, football IQ talk. I just wanted to be a basic broadcaster, hoping that fans would feel that way, like they were blind that I was giving them a picture of the game.
2: That's great. Uh, you know, one of the things that Bill Shonley, uh, we just heard him talk about, was the importance of letting moments breathe. Is that a skill that... Has to be acquired over time.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. When I first started, you know, I was all in, excited, and just wanted to, you know, run on. I mean, it, it just not stop talking, keep keep moving. You know, to explain everything, and and then and I don't know where I learned it or if anybody told me, um, but at some point you realize if there's a big moment and the crowd is going crazy, let the radio audience. Be a part of that craziness. Shut up and let them hear the the, the fun. And um, I, I, don't, I don't know when that came about, but it, that's important. It's really important to do that.
0: When, uh, you know, people always bring up the Kenny Wheaton call, and Kenny Wheaton's going to score, and some broadcasters have talked about, you know, anticipating the moment, thinking about what they're going to say, but I think what makes that call beautiful, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you're in the moment there, and you're just reacting.
1: A total fan lost all professionalism i was it's i was fantastic, jumping up though. And, down it's fantastic. The <laughs> and that's the real part of me i mean people have always said you, you think about what you're going to say how you're going to say it and in my career i don't have a catchphrase i don't have anything you know of course the sean's was great for rift city and i always would hear him say that and think, i think i should have something like that but i just <laughs> felt if it didn't come out naturally then it wasn't real and so i never did i, I just I kind of let the fan in me show maybe a little too much sometimes. No, <laughs> no I like it. I, uh, uh, it's fun. It, it just you got to have fun with it. You just have to, and I think the fans feel that. If you're having fun like they are, I think they feel like you're more like one of them.
2: Do you laugh sometimes when you watch broadcasts? And this happens at every level, and I see it and I laugh, so I have to ask you. When there's a big moment that happens and the broadcaster says some phrase like epic moment or you know it's like clearly something that it feels like they've yeah. thought about well in advance just for that moment
0: do <laughs> I, you laugh when you hear that it's national guys that are i think national? are more guilty than others like you'll hear uh, you know at a golf tournament you know it's one for the ages and i thought <laughs> he's been thinking about that all weekend
1: you <laughs> know you know there are times when i I'll say something and then I'll think, Oh wow, that was that's not me. That's uh you know, that's Jim Nats, that's somebody else's phrase. I shouldn't be using that, you know. Uh they're all used. Every, there's nothing new, you know, so but there are times when I'll say something and go, Ooh, that that probably didn't sound that cool <laughs>
0: It's fun to me because I get to kind of float between everybody's world. Like I'm, you know, I'll be in the Beavers press box and I'll see Mike Parker, and then I'll be at Otzen and I'll see you uh, with the Ducks. And uh, back in the day, it was uh, you know Bill Shanley or Brian Wheeler. Do you did you ever get an occasion to sit down with Bill Shanley or Mike Parker and just talk about broadcasting, or does that happen? Are you because you're all so busy?
1: You know, very rarely. Yeah, it just doesn't because you, you all are going the same direction. Uh, at different times uh, it just it doesn't doesn't i wish i could have had the opportunity to sit down with with mike and, and bill and and they had a discussion i thought it would have been all time um bill was bill was special mike is special i, I have a lot of respect for both of those guys bill Shanley. i just tell a quick story um or ducks went to a bowl game and i I wish I could tell you what bowl game it was, but it was around the holiday season and we had basketball, non-conference preseason basketball. And I needed somebody to do a couple of games for me. And I'm I'm thinking, is there a high school play-by-play guy? Who can I call? And Bill had been gone as the voice of the Blazers for a couple of years. And we had talked and how much he missed it and how much he wished he could still do it. And I thought, I wonder if he would be interested. And so I called Bill and said, hey, here's what's going on. I got a bowl game and I got a couple of games is that something you'd like to do? I thought he was going to cry. He was like, yes! Oh, I'd love to do them. So, oh, man. Uh, I went out, we played Portland, uh, the Pilots, I think, up at the Memorial Coliseum, and he came and joined me and watched the and broadcast, joined me to see the format and everything. And then we went to the bowl game. He did a couple of games, and I'll never forget that. Bill Shanley did two basketball games for me. It was like, I didn't know It's that. like a dream come true. Yeah, yeah. I
0: wonder if he worked in a Rip City, you know? <laughs> rip City! Oh, I'll,
1: you be, know? I'll be shocked if he didn't. He had to. Have. <laughs> I
0: love it.
2: That is classic because someone of his stature with as much as he had done at that stage in life could have easily said, oh, no, no, no. That's, you know.
1: I've done the NBA. Yeah, I, right. No, but yeah, yeah, but everybody know. knew. Like, uh, well, I kept... That wasn't Bill Shandley. That just was. No. It was never him. When I first met Bill at the Coliseum, I was doing high school play-by-play in the tournaments. And the first time I met him, I, I expected this this huge media icon that was bigger than life. And if somebody didn't tell me and I didn't know, I'd never known that he was the great Bill Sharnley because he made you feel comfortable and like you were just like he was. I'll never forget just turning and walking away from him going, wow, that was Bill Shanley. That was, wow, you know. Uh, he was, he would never, ever, I don't think, make you think or try to make you think that he was the great Bill Shanley, the voice of the Trailblazers. He was just Bill Shanley.
0: I have to ask you, and again, we're visiting with my, uh, excuse me, Jerry Allen, voice of the Oregon Ducks. Mike Parker, voice of the Beavers, will be on in the 5 o'clock hour. Jerry, let me ask you, because you probably get young broadcasters, especially at the University of Oregon, who want to shadow you or want to get advice from you. What advice do you give to young broadcasters who are getting in the game today?
1: Well, one of the... First things I tell them is what I learned early on is is try to try to be simple. Realize who your audience is. My audience when I started doing play by play were moms and dads and grandparents, and they didn't know a thing about the right guard, the center, uh, you know, T formation, spread, what, and not they didn't know, you know technicalities at all. Um, and so I learned to be very basic. In the way I described the game early on, and that's that's what I tell young broadcasters: don't try to be um, don't try to be a coach on the radio. You know, be a fan who sort of understands the game. The ones who really understand it are going to enjoy it, and they're going to be able to visualize what you're saying and and make it technical. The ones who are not really into the game but but are listening because they're fans or they have kids or something will appreciate the simplicity with which you. Deliver the the you know the game. So that's why I try to teach young broadcasters: don't try to be a pro before you become one.
0: You've got a team on game days. You've got uh, Mike Jorgensen, Jorgie, with you. You've got, I'm assuming, a spotter, a sideline reporter. The synergy of that team. How important is it on game day?
1: Critical. Couldn't do it without him. Um, yeah, this doesn't work. And you probably. Um, you and Anna both listen or watch broadcast, and you can yep. tell when guys are not matched up very well together. It just doesn't flow. Uh, I've been there, this will be my 36th year. Jory has been there 34 years with me. John Lundquist, our statistician, all 36 years. Terry Johns, I think 23 years. And Joy Mack, who's doing basketball now for me, has is, is been there, I think, for the last 8 to 10 years. So, you know, you, you just, you're like a married couple. You know what each other is thinking. You know how to lead them in. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and when things aren't going well, you have each other to lean on.
0: All right, before I cut you loose, I mean, so many Duck fans who have listened to you over the years, um, you know, love hearing from you. I think uh, great advice on the show, and I think I just want people to – maybe think a little bit about the connection they have with broadcasters, but there's a toll, there's travel, you're gone, you're talking about being in two places at once when the foot basketball season overlaps with, you know, the football season. You know, how, how do you manage that? How do you navigate that with family and home life and friends and your sanity?
1: Well, the most critical part of it probably is, and there's no probably about it, is is your mate, you know, for me and my wife. I mean, we have three children and, and ten grandchildren, and if if it weren't for her, it never would have worked. She understood that I had to be gone. She understood that she was going to be at the kids' plays and at their events and games. She understood I wouldn't be there for Christmas. Um, she didn't like it, but she understood my career, and she she put up with it, and and she helped me through it. You know, without that, then you can't be successful.
2: Well, God bless her. That's-
1: It makes me cry because it's like it's reality. Um, There are a lot of broadcasters who don't have, um, are not as blessed as I have been to have a career and the family I have.
0: Amen to that. Fist bump to you, Jerry Allen. Thank you for joining us. Give your wife a hug. John,
1: Anna, thank you. I will. I appreciate it. And thanks for... No, I'm sorry. I just, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you and what you do, and and including you know guys like Mike and myself, and you're there for Sean's for all his years, and the fans. You're pretty special, too, buddy. Don't cut yourself short. Please don't.
0: <laughs> well, I'll see you in the press box, Jerry Allen. Take care of yourself. I look forward to it. Thanks, all right, buddy. There he is. Look, I, hey, I, I grew up listening to play-by-play. Play. I grew up with the transistor radio beneath my pillow, listening to Hank Greenwald and the Giants and Ron Fairley, And uh, those broadcasters were my friends. And I know the connection that Jerry Allen has with Duck fans. And you hear the emotion from him. We have heard emotion from him on air. And the fact that his family, and as he's talking about his wife, I'm sitting here looking at you. I'm pointing at you. Because it's the same damn thing. You run a lot of interference in order that allows me to do the things that I can do. And I think Jerry Allen relates to that as well as he talks about his wife. Um, But I think uh, the relationship that Jerry Allen has with his listeners, the relationship that Mike Parker has with his listeners, the relationship that Bill Shonley had for all those generations, uh, it's special stuff, man. It's glue.
2: What a sweet, sweet interview that was. I leave, loved hearing from him.
0: Leave it here. Get the BFT.
1: Back to the Bald-Faced Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game.
0: Love that interview with Jerry Allen, voice of the Oregon Ducks, Mike Parker, voice of the Beavers. It's coming up in about 15 minutes. Want you here for it. Anna, what was your reaction to hearing Jerry Allen?
2: I just love a guy that wears his emotions on his sleeve like that. <laughs> I think it's really charming. There's a, lot a reason. Of heart. Yeah, Big there's heart. a reason he's so good at what he does. There's an authenticity that his listeners um, obviously have appreciated for decades, and uh, I just, I, I love it. And his it, tribute to his wife at the end was great.
0: Uh, and, you know, he can say to me all he wants. Thank you for bringing us on, Sean Lee, me, and Mike Parker. He can say that all he like. But I'm bringing him on because they're great guests. Like, this is, you know, he's a great guest. that People want to hear from Jerry Allen. People want to know, you know, how he got his start in broadcasting and the Kenny Wheaton call. Uh, the Kenny Wheaton call is as authentic a moment as you get in broadcasting because he literally goes into disbelief as he's <laughs> watching Wheaton, you know, go down the field. I'm not going to play the whole call, but as you're watching Kenny Wheaton, you know, intercept the pass. It's Jerry Allen's literal disbelief in what he is watching unfold in front of him that becomes apparent. He's going to score! Kenny Wheaton is going to score! Kenny, that's in! That's Kenny Wheaton, on the interception!
1: The most improbable finish to a
0: football game! I mean, it's like Joe Starkey's call... Uh, you know, on with the with the play in the Cal-Stanford rivalry, and the band is on the field. I mean, it's... And I like that he didn't have a catchphrase there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need... In the end of an era! Like, you know, <laughs> I, I don't need that. I need a real reaction, and Jerry Allen provided it, and he continues to provide it. He's fantastic at what he does.
2: Yeah, it's charming because he really... He explained it well, how, you know, you can't be such a smart broadcaster that you leave a a large section of your audience in the dust who may not understand the game as well as a lot of other people.
0: And people aren't coming to that broadcast to learn about the A-gap or 12 personnel or whatever. Yeah. People aren't going anywhere to learn any of that. Like, right. nobody wants to know that. They want to know what happened, what it means. Mm-hmm. Mike Parker, Voice of the Beavers, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Leave it right here. <laughs> we interrupt this
1: broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald hey, Face Hey, sorry Trust.
0: to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.